Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Fanwith. I think it's uh, episode 14 or 15. I don't really keep track very much. I keep track of the days, but not really so much the episode numbers. This is your host, one of your hosts anyway, Steven Strom, managing editor at fanbyte.com. Hello, how are you doing? Thank you so much for listening to us yet again. I am joined this week by the other managing editor at fanbyte.com, Mara Kay. Hey, how's it going? It's pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Is it over where you are? Oh, it is. In New York, it's sunny skies. It's like in the 70s. Oh, and, wow. Um, what I like to do on a day like this is close all the windows to make sure no noise gets inside. Mm-hmm. Record a podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have to worry about that here because it is currently 48 degrees and extremely cloudy. Uh, oh. And looks like mud outside. <laughs> mud. That's uh-huh. kind of the weather there, huh? Mud. Yeah, mud. Um, <clears throat> yes, more or less right now. We have had a perhaps, even for North Dakota standards, I would say unseasonably cool spring here. Uh, it has been awfully, awfully wet and nasty and gross uh, for the last few weeks. It, we had a blizzard like what was it it's may 8th right now so we had like a blizzard like three weeks ago uh after the snow had all melted off the ground and the grass was green mm-hmm. we had a blizzard and uh, that was fun uh and now that is all gone again the, the snow has been gone for some time but uh it's after effects are still felt the reverberations the vibrations uh mm-hmm. continue to carry through my bones because i feel like shit as well <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I had a I had a rough not a rough, I had a I had a late night on Monday. We're recording this on Wednesday for people who don't know, and I think it's finally catching up with me. I think it was catching up with me last night. My back was really killing me, and now I think my you, you ever see X-Men, the first X-Men movie? Uh have I seen X-Men? Yes. The critical scene of which was filmed in the same building that my prom was in. Yes, I've seen X Men. Oh, okay. So did they just the show it at the train station? Scene was filmed in the building that my prom was in. Sorry, the what? They scene? did not show it at the prom. Wait, which scene was the was the was the critical scene? Uh, the scene in the train station. Oh, I don't really remember what's happening. Oh, maybe Wolverine's trying to leave or something. I think Cyclops I, all I remember gets... is that Cyclops blows the roof off the building. Blows the roof off the building. Yeah, and your prom was in that building. Yeah. Is that a Canadian building? Uh, I mean, yeah, Did... it's in my hometown. Okay, I wasn't sure if Luna you went Station. to Canadian prom or if you went to... Yeah, so technically, if you want to get technical, we don't really have prom in Canada. Oh. Um, we have uh, senior formal. Oh, okay. Which, um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think the inside was, <laughs> was that building, but the outside was it absolutely was um oh. i don't maybe the inside also yeah I'm, I'm on their website now and it looks good um okay but this is where my fake prom was i mean that movie probably now i feel like it came out two years ago but i'm sure it came out like 30 at this point so mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible it's completely changed since either your prom or that movie or that photo on their website is t- was taken. but we were talking about x-men because of back pain Oh, uh, yeah, I got more or less just feel, you know how that senator um, turns into water? Like how his, like, <laughs> Yeah, because Magneto wants to make him into a mutant. 
mm-hmm. for some he, reason. He wants to make him into like uh, Stretch Armstrong. I, I'm that right now. I'm okay. like I'm like I'm like him right as he's like having his come to Jesus moment talking to Storm or Gene or something like that and he's like I'm so sorry that I was such a shithead and then he uh, d- like turns into like goo that's me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he just he just turns up. He turns into liquid. Yeah, he 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 super does. Turns into Capri Sun. Yeah. Um, he, it's like Oops, those Capri Sun commercials where Ugh. where kids would turn into that I thought those are the coolest things in the goddamn world. That did happen, right? I didn't just make that up. No, they turned into like liquid metal, like uh, the secret world of Alex Mack. Like Alex Mack? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Also a very cool show. Also a cool show. Everyone loved that effect. Yes. Because that show was basically built around that effect. I mean, it was that show. It was the Capri Sun commercials. It was Terminator 2. Uh, although uh, the secret world of Alex Mack does not have the baggage of being directed and written by Brian Singer, so uh, I think that just Oof. inherently makes it a uh, a little bit cooler. Uh, I had such a crust, uh, such a cru- such a crust, right? Yeah, uh-huh. such a crust, crust mm-hmm. uh, as such. Um, I had such a crush on Lis- Larissa Olenek, mm. um, who plays Alex Mack. When I was a kid, it was like. It was unreal. Yeah. Um, and then she went on to be in Atlas Shrugged Part 2. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I know. Well, she was also in Mad Men. Okay. Well, that's that's somewhat better, I think. I mean, I think one of her most famous roles is probably 10 Things I Hate About You, but I actually oh. haven't seen that movie. I have not either, no. Surprisingly, have not seen that movie. I feel like there's like a whole era of that kind of movie. Like, I, that, that's a movie I kind of like put into the same bucket as like a Clueless, which is like like uh, oh Clueless, yeah, Good movie. Clueless. Yeah, I'm I'm my bones are falling apart, so I'm, my jaw does not form. Oh, words me correctly. too. Apparently, because yeah. I've lost the ability to speak. No, you just like uh, you know really wanted to give some crust to Larissa. Uh, yeah, I well actually, yeah, I just. Please have some crust. Mm-hmm. Have some some of this pizza. Some crust is what uh, some stuffed crust. Right. Um, but on that note, of people wanting to give things to her, according to TMZ, in 2013 she got a restraining order against one of her fans who was leaving gifts for her at her mother's apartment. That's not cool. Don't do that. Nope. Also changed his last name to hers. No. Yeah. No, don't you do that. You hate to see that. You, you hate do, to see that. You do really, really hate to see that. Uh, I, you hate to see that with anybody. There is something special to me about it. There is something especially fucked up and weird about it to me when it's like a person who was like a child star who mm-hmm. like was in like some stuff and it hasn't really like I don't feel like is a particularly famous person these days. No, no. There is something especially weird about it to me in that context where it's just like, oh, they, they're very specifically interested in this person. They're not just like weird in general and weird about like celebrities and whatnot. They're like really interested in this one person who was on like a kid's show in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Um, not good in general, but. Yeah. <sighs> I like that show. I, there was, like, a whole era of, like, Nickelodeon live-action TV, but like, action sci-fi series. Like, Alan Strange, was that a show about, like, an alien kid I really liked? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about Alan, Alan Strange or whatever. They had, like, toys at McDonald's. They, like, I had a toy from, like, one of those spark toys where you, like, back when they would, like, give children things that could start fires because fuck it. Um, 
you would press a button and sparks would come out and it would like spin. It's like, oh, it's like electricity. You're forming mm-hmm. electricity from his like teleportation pod or whatever. And uh, uh, I wonder whatever happened to that. Um, Mary, what was your favorite McDonald's Happy Meal? No, I just need to stop you right there because I'm really upset. First of all, I mean, it was obviously like. I liked when they had like the Avengers things, but they were just all in cars for no reason. Mm, 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 like spider-man mm. was driving a spider car that yeah. like shot a web like they were all in cars like that was their thing for a while they did like the batman movie i remember that one very yes. distinctly totally and they had all the characters just in cars because like it was because pullback cars are like really easy to make right oh yeah it's like um, a wheel it's like a rubber wheel and a rubber band basically yeah exactly uh, so yeah, for a while it was just like everyone has a big head and they're driving a car. Like they sort of all visited the same boardwalk cartoonist, um, and he only knew how to draw them in go karts. Well, the but, uh, the legacy of Super Bo- Star Wars Super Bombat Racing does uh, oh cast a long God. shadow. Now I'm looking this up. <laughs> I think it might just be Star I... Wars Bombat Racing. It might not have super. No, in the title. of course. Super, super bombad racing. So this is a Star Wars kart racer. Yeah, more or less. I think a, a racer, or it might have been like an entire game built around like the battle mode of like Mario Kart, like where you just run around like a big arena and shoot each other with mm. I don't know something. I think it has racing because I'm seeing okay. like lap counters. Here. I mean, I guess it does have racer like racing in the title, so it must have a race mode. It would be weird if it didn't. Um, I think that's just me and my brother at the time. Anytime there was a racing game with a battle mode, all we played was the battle mode. Arctic Thunder. Oh, yeah. Of course. Game now, what did GameSpot give this back in 1972? This is very important. You got a 6.2 out of 10. That's actually better than I would have thought. That's respectable. Yeah. I That, in 1972, I will say, I feel like that was when se- a 7.0 was the floor. That was like a mm. bad score or whatever. And yeah. people still kind of think that because they're children. But, right. I mean, you don't use the, you know, like six down. No, right. Because six you, down is like war crimes. Yes. Like genocide down. is like a five. Right. Uh, that's what I've given to, I would have given to like, a, I don't know, Battleborn, for instance. I would have given probably like a right. six or down. Yeah, that's just a truly, morally. truly heinous game. Yes. Um, oh, we, we did it so fast. You know what we've done. Uh-oh. Did we reach? We, did we reach the news? We might have already. We might have gotten there already. Oh no! <laughs> we might have already entered the Randy zone. Oh no! The Randall area. Oh the, good. Oh. The Randall Randall's area of the Randall's, brain. Oh, I don't want to think about. Uh, Randall's it mostly area. governs the ability to do close-up magic and um, <laughs> just I don't know assaults. I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah, just like to punch people. I guess or whatever. I, mean, I don't know. Let's be clear. Punching people, your boss, especially a boss punching someone, not funny. No. But. Super not. But. I guess I shouldn't say but. That kind of like no. erases the former thing. And. Yes. Um, Randy Pitchford is um, kind of funny in the sense that a. Um, I mean, you got to laugh, right? You mm-hmm. got to laugh or you got to cry. Yeah. It's funny in like a in like a super in like a postmodern like depression. Uh, I'm depressed, mm-hmm. so I'm super smart. Um, uh, BoJack Horseman slash uh, uh, what's the God? I can't even Rick and Morty kind of way. 
Um, I mean, to be fair, you do need a very high IQ to find Randy Pitchford funny. Right. Yeah. That's why I don't find him funny at all. Right. Um, because I'm just, I mean, I'm just I just dumb. kind of, I kind of just have been following his antics. So yeah, I guess just to be um, less elliptical about this whole thing, <laughs> um, Randy Pitchford, uh, who is CEO of Gearbox. CEO and president and co-founder, I think. All of them. I didn't yeah. know you could be all of them. I, um, apparently... And uh, he, uh, the the voice actor who played Claptrap, who is the funny robot from that game, who That's says all the funny. funny jokes that I love. Yeah, just Rick um, and Morty levels of sad it humor. Is pre Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. It it's absolutely is that. Borderlands um, in general really is pre Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and. Uh, so the guy who played him was not a paid voice actor. No. He was, um, was he the VP or what was, he was an executive. He worked there for sure. He was a, de- he was part of the development team in some capacity of, of Gearbox. Right. Um, I think I he was an exec. I should have pulled and, um, this out beforehand. <laughs> are we doing news? Should we do news? Let's just do um, news. Let's just, let's, let's maybe look something up for once in our lives. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm using Audacity, so I'm like terrified of like opening a browser. Okay, you and... know what? I just I did it. I do can it. do okay, it. Okay, perfect. Um. Okay. So yes, uh, David Eddings. David um, Eddings. Yep. He played Claptrap in the original games. Um, yeah, he wasn't paid uh, for those performances because he wasn't a professional voice actor. He was no. just doing it. He was a um, uh, some kind of business lead. Uh, and to be, to be clear, no longer with the company, no longer with the company. Yes. And, um, he refused, uh, to reprise the role in Borderlands three. And he uh, he offered to, to do it again, but they, yes. Okay. So he said he would do it if he could get paid and they said, we can't afford you. Randy Pitchford claims that. David Eddings uh, didn't want the job after he was offered twice of the going rate for twice voice of acting. like on spec, like like basically the the what the minimum normal amount of money, like the minimum amount of money that you can be paid within like guild standards, like voice acting mm-hmm. guild standards, it like on spec. Um, yeah, twice that amount of money, which I have no idea what that actually amounts to. Like for all I know, that's like minimum wage, right? Um, I mean, I think it's okay. Uh, it's probably better than nothing. But, uh, now, <laughs> uh, Eddings claims that Randy Pitchford assaulted him in a Marriott lobby at, at GDC 2017. Yeah. And, uh, so this is sort of the latest in <laughs> a stream of, uh, of Randy Pitchford related, uh, I don't know, oopsies, boo-boos, what do we want to call them? Hello, everybody. This is Steven Strom with Fanbyte.com, your managing editor, or one of your managing editors anyway, since Merit is also that. Speaking of which, Merritt had another bit of uh, network trouble this week. This is separate from her other uh, 
hardware issues and whatnot. This is just the U.S. internet infrastructure being U.S. internet infrastructure. Uh, so we only got about like 15 minutes into our episode today before uh, her internet just completely conked out um, on her altogether. Uh, I'm still going to probably post the full audio of that that we got, or, or close to it, a little slightly edited version of it um, here for you all to enjoy, because we did get through a couple of different things that we talked about. We started talking about um, sort of the gearbox situation with around uh, Randy Pitchford and Borderlands 3 and whatnot. Didn't get quite all the way through it, or, and certainly didn't get through all of our news stuff this week, um, or what we've been playing, but I wanted to check in and kind of do like a little bit of a solo... Um, I don't, you know, just a little bit of a solo hello from me to you, kind of say what I've been up to. Oh, uh, Nikki, also uh, one of the co-hosts of Fanwith, is out on vacation this week. He is in Australia, sending us very lovely pictures of like the Sydney Opera House and stuff like that. So it is just basically just me here, where I am in North Dakota, where everything looks like garbage right now. Uh, the weather's not super great. I'm sure it's much better in Australia, but I'm not actually sure. Uh, it looks lovely in Nikki's photos, and as you'll hear from Merritt say, uh, New York seems a lot nicer. But yeah, I'm uh, just checking in here looking at my really asshole cat, uh, who is very upset that I'm deigning to sit in front of my computer, and I'm kind of thinking about all the games that I've been playing recently, which is not a whole lot. I played a little bit of Time Spinner which is sort of a Symphony of the Night-like um, Metroid game, Metroidvania game. Very, very, very Symphony of the Night-esque or whatever. Uh, I've been enjoying that a little bit here and there, but I've actually more gotten back into Final Fantasy XIV, which we didn't really get to talk about uh, with Merit in the 15 minutes or so that we had together. Uh, kind of really enjoying that. Uh, definitely having a good time sort of relearning everything that I had forgotten in that game. It's a very complicated MMO as far as those go. And uh, I tend to play a tank, which is one of the more complex roles in that game. I think it would probably be one of the most complex roles I've played in any MMO. And so that's very fun. Been very fun to learn about that. Get ready for Shadowbringers. Very excited about that new expansion. Very excited, very... Also kind of hedging my bets on it just a little bit. Kind of curious about certain things. I'm not super thrilled about uh, the Viera being and the Rothgar being gender-locked new races or whatever. So hopefully that is something that Square Enix t uh, decides to turn around much like they had turned around the previous gender-locked races uh, in the beginning of Final Fantasy XIV. The Makote and the Rogadan? Rogadan? I can never pronounce that other one. Uh, those were also gender-locked and now they're uh, not. And I would hope that... Square Enix would realize that that's not a super cool thing to do. I want to play like a bunny boy. I want to play like a big werewolf kitty lady or whatever. You know, why not? What else? The news this week, we kind of, uh, we, we briefly, briefly, briefly touch on the, like, continued sideshow Bob stepping on rakes festival that is the Randy Pitchford gearbox situation. We kind of talked about how the, uh, about the voice acting situation with Claptrap, so you can hear that on there. There's also the news... I believe that, um, oh, what else is going on with them, with uh, the Borderlands thing? I think that's kind of the big update this week on that front. Um, not super cool. Uh, Tencent, not Tencent. Well, uh, yeah, Tencent, I guess. Uh, Blue Hole, I guess, is the actual developer or whatever. Um, pulled PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds from China? Uh, sort of? 
the game has been like rebranded to Game of Peace or whatever, and has very funny animations in it now that we're going to definitely try and get something get a post about on the website today. So that's a very strange, weird thing. Um, speaking of uh, people that are related to Tencent, there was the Epic Games people, the studio, I guess, the company bought Psionics. Which is not Psygnosis. I always get those two confused. Psygnosis is gone. Psionics, creators of Rocket League, they were bought out recently by uh, Epic Games, who uh, makes famously makes Fortnite, uh, famously made Unreal Tournament three, uh, Unreal Tournament, Unreal Tournament two thousand and three, Unreal Tournament two thousand and four. Is Commander Keen them? I actually don't know. Commander Keen is probably something else. Um, that's something. Yeah, they've got some other games. I don't know. From back in the day. It's Fortnite. They're the Fortnite people. You know them. You're you're either angry about them having a store or not. Um, they So yeah, they bought a Rocket League and there's some interesting stuff around that. Some some scary stuff and also some, some cool stuff. Like it's nice that maybe Psyonix is going to be able to... Do some stuff with their esports division, which has always seemed kind of like this kind of plucky small thing to me, but like get some uh, Epic Games money behind them, that would be pretty cool. I'm slightly nervous about the idea of the, if, if it does get taken off of Steam, which it seems like very cagey about like whether that's actually happening or not. It's the wording very much all but said that Rocket League was going to get taken off of Steam, but then they said we have nothing to announce at this time, which could be totally true as well, because they could be that they're just going to announce it at a later date. My thing with that is it would be very shitty if all the people who bought a ton, because that is a game with a ton of DLC and a ton of cosmetics and stuff, it'd be very shitty if that stuff doesn't migrate over, but considering Epic has their own launcher and login information for that stuff, I would bet that you can probably they will probably work out something to transfer it. It seems like a very like smart fit considering those are both like both Fortnite and Rocket League both games that have definitely been out there pushing like crossplay and whatnot but I am yeah I really hope that uh, people uh, affected by that uh, or possibly affected by that in the future uh, get to keep all of their stuff um, for the record uh, I should probably point out for uh, disclosure reasons Fanbyte is owned by Tencent as well although I don't know anybody who works there I probably met them at some point, but yeah, just for disclosure, we are also affiliated with them, at least on a corporate level. Um, what else? Oh, the Riot Games, again, because apparently you can't talk about video games without talking about Tencent, uh, at least three times a podcast. The Riot Games, uh, the not, yeah, Riot Games, uh, the people behind League of Legends were also, I don't know, owned or, or oh, shush, shush you. Uh, owned or large part owned by um, Tencent. They uh, had a walkout, uh, an employee walkout, this week on Monday, I want to say, where uh, up to 150 more or more employees uh, walked out of the company for two hours to protest uh, forced arbitration that is going on at the company. Basically, a legal... Mm, a legal tactic, I will say, is probably the, the pol political way to say it. A legal tactic that is employed by certain corporations to try and basically make it impossible for people to seek legal action against their employers, which, uh, if you have been following the Riot Games slash League of Legends situation at all, you might know that there were uh, some pretty serious and pretty uh, well-documented cases of sexual uh, harassment 
at the company, uh, I believe specifically, I forget their name, but the COO of the company uh, was specifically cited as farting on, humping, and ball-tapping employees. They were put on two months of unpaid leave with a uh, set of training, some kind of training, like presumably some kind of like sensitivity training or something or like that, but it continued to, to uh, hold their position at the company. There is... Uh, there are, are five different lawsuits currently uh, leveled at Epic from current and former employees of... Not Epic, sorry. Riot currently leveled at the company uh, for sexual harassment and such. And I believe two of those are currently in the midst of lit uh, litigation where uh, Riot is trying to get them for put them into forced arbitration where they will basically like make them do like a private... I, listen, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not. I'm. I'm just a small town video gamesman. But uh, basically, put them into like kind of um, private arbitration where uh, larger corporations like a Riot Games have all the power uh, and statistically very, 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 very poor rate of people uh, of employees like being able to do anything about anything in those situations. It is, in fact, uh, such a maligned tactic that even Google, Facebook, and Uber have all vowed not to use forced arbitration in cases of sexual harassment because it was even those companies, which no strangers to uh, controversy, let's say, around their treatment of employees and whatnot, uh, they have vowed not to do it, and Riot is up there trying to do it. Well, in fairness, Riot has also spoken about um, how they are, uh, I believe, they have said that they are no longer going to include that in future contracts and are considering removing it from, uh, retroactively from past contracts, but did not want to budge on, in the case of ones that were currently in the midst of litigation that was not good enough for many of the employees at, uh, Riot Games, so they did a two-hour walkout as a first step. I, I spoke to, uh, one of their representatives and one of the organizers of the walkout over the phone earlier this week, and they kind of... Talked about that a little bit, um, about how basically they want this policy removed full stop. They want it removed for past, current, future employees, and including those in active litigation, um, which uh, it did not seem like Riot Games was willing to budge on, at least at first. But uh, they had also come out and promised that they would not at least uh, overtly react against anybody who participated in the walkout, um, which is also, I hope, a, a, a good thing. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, it sounds pretty shitty, I guess. It does not sound like a good situation all, all over, like, on the part of Riot Games specifically, the, like, more power to the people, uh, the employees working there who, uh, were forced, whose hands were forced into this situation to make this first step, uh, about, well, as a sort of form of po protest against such a scummy policy, um, yeah, I hope that gets resolved sooner rather than later and that everybody uh, can move on with their lives. I think that's basically it for the news uh, of important stuff to talk about. Uh, I can't think of anything really. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, the Gearbox thing was like, oh, there was also, you probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably heard about it. There was the whole, uh, in addition to all the other stuff going on with Randy Pitchford, there was his whole meltdown on Twitter where he was, like, uh, saying things like, I can't believe you would fuck me on this, to uh, the editor-in-chief, I believe, uh, Andy McNamara, of uh, Game Informer, uh, when he, mis when Randy Pitchford specifically misspoke about uh, the inclusion of microtransactions in Borderlands 3, uh, that he uh, basically said that they would not be in the game. They will, however, be in the game, though not 
in the way that he meant, I don't think. There are no, not going to be any loot boxes in the game, but that is not what microtransactions mean. Microtransactions specifically refer to spending small amounts of money on small things within a game. Microtransaction. In point of fact, the, the, like literally first, for those that don't remember, major microtransaction scandal, I guess, if you want to call it that, was the horse armor. It was literally a cosmetic uh, piece of DLC for The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Uh, it was like a $5 piece of like livery for a horse, and people were like, this is ridiculous, because it was. Uh, and it sounds like Borderlands 3 will have stuff like that where you can spend amounts of money, small amounts of money to buy cosmetics and whatnot, but they will not be tied to loot boxes, which are obviously a hot-button topic in video games right now, which, if you are somebody like Randy Pitchford and seems like scrabbling and clawing for any kind of win that you can get... Um, right now, any kind of PR win that you can possibly receive, uh, you would maybe want to try and jump on, like, the, the bandwagon and try to, like, speak to the hashtag gamers out there and try to get them on your side about something like this. Uh, I believe he used the incorrect phrasing, and I get what he was probably trying to say, but then his reaction on Twitter, his, his days-long tirade on Twitter replying to, like, random strangers and, uh, media outlets and stuff like that, instead of, like, going through, like, private channels to try and, like, talk about, like, hey, just FYI, I have an official statement to make or something like that. Instead, having his Atlantic City used car salesman on his, like, last big sale kind of, like, meltdown on Twitter, woof, woof, just did not do anything to remove some fuel for the fire. So speaking of uh, employees of video game companies, I do feel, I do especially feel for anybody working on Borderlands 3 right now, working hard on that game, uh, hopefully uh, they can move past this in some way in the future or whatever. It doesn't seem like it's showing any signs of stopping or letting up anytime soon, though. So um, much love and support to anyone who uh, uh, is, has poured their heart and souls into that game. Uh, over the last years, several years, months, whatever the schedule of that game has been, uh, and has to sit and back and watch this kind of just continue to happen as this one guy who does not seem to want to get out of the public light in any capacity, um, this person who has been like at the heart of controversy after controversy and is yet still going on stage, at, like he was literally on the stage for that Borderlands gameplay reveal that they had like last week that we kind of briefly mentioned on the previous podcast... Um, he was still on that, he was still doing close-up magic on, in that their, uh, big reveal for the game and whatnot. Does not seem to want to give up that limelight, but also does not see, and, and I guess it, if I had to guess, it seems like nobody at, at, like, the 2K that publishes the game or whatever, not that I'm sitting here and saying, like, well, big corporations definitely need to, like, have more, con exert more control over, over the developer or whatever, but it seems like 2K probably doesn't have much authority in this case to kind of pull him off of this because I if I was them I might have done so I might have exerted some some control over that and tried to maybe get him out of the limelight a little bit take away his phone perhaps but what do I know um but yeah much much love to the good people at, uh, who are working on Gearbox and dealing with that situation right now that seems really shitty <sighs> I think that's probably about gonna do it for me um, please enjoy, if, depending on where I put this, maybe you've already heard it, um, please enjoy the podcast, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Steven Strom, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M, you can find Merit on Twitter, also at Merit K, I believe, M-E-R-R-I-T-T-K, I, -T -T I want to say, I don't know what Nikki's 
social media handle is, but he's also our social media specialist for Fanbyte, so you can probably just see a lot of his tweets on at Fanbyte Media. Fanbyte with a Y, obviously. Um, and I don't know. Seems like he's having a good time out there in uh, Godsewa. G O D S E W A. That's him on Twitter. Uh, you can, you know, follow him to get some hot photos of Australia. Unless you live in Australia, in which case that's probably pretty boring for you. So sorry about that to all of our Australian listeners. Uh, you can read Fanbyte on fanbyte.com, as of course, as always. We have, uh, we'll have some Final Fantasy XIV coverage there as we get closer, especially to Shadowbringers. We'll have some uh, pre-E3 stuff here in the very near future, because good lord almighty, we are getting right up on E3. Uh, we'll have a couple of different things going up on the site uh, in the near future that are definitely fun and exciting. Uh, so please check in with that. Uh, rate and like us, rate and review us on iTunes if you, if you don't mind. Uh, we... Definitely appreciate that. It actually does a huge, 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 huge benefit to the podcast and gets more people to listen to it by far because algorithms and iTunes and internet and technology and startups and everything is tied. Everything is connected. You know, I just wanted to let end on that note for you. Um, yeah. Actually, the note I really want to end on for you is the note that we end every podcast on and have done since the dawn of time and has never been any different. I want to say thanks for the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs>